Welcome back. Spring racing with myself and the skip. Stellar day coming up on sad day. How are we feeling? Oh, mate, I'm that keen for this weekend. It's one of those weekends I look forward to, you know, one of those ones you circle on the calendar. So, yeah, can't wait to rip in on the uh, on the piss and also, yeah, into some horse racing too and some, into some punting. So it should be a great day. Got to talk a little bit about last week. Not so much our tips because obviously a couple of races that ran, we got carded. I think we were both about even for the day, but we've got to talk about it. Featured a bit on Sky Racing, you did. Yeah, got the start on Sky Racing in the background. Um, it was good to have a chat to good old Brad Davison as well. Great fella, come up to us and uh, even gave us a good tip for Gold Mile for the, uh, I think it was the Guineas. So I was very happy with that. He's a yeah, fantastic fella. It'd be, uh, be good if we could get him on the podcast too. Yeah, I know, and he's studied his own little business now, handing out paid tips. Did you just get in his ear about that? Well, he actually come to me and said, mate, what do you reckon? So I think I gave him a bit of advice there last week just to, yeah, give him that extra sort of... Inspiration? Oh, mate, go for it, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we'll see how he goes. I don't know. I'm assuming he's not giving out tips anymore, but hopefully he can still deliver. Obviously, we're not going to see him anymore, but we'll try. We'll try and fill the void, I guess I should say, myself and the skip. We'll jump straight down. We're going down south again, as usual. We'll start in Victoria, Caulfield. It's going to look like it's going to be a heavy track, unfortunately. That's what it is at the moment. Every, ever in Australia, raining. It rained pretty hard yesterday if you're on the punt, which was Wednesday, which was Thousand Guineas Day, I think it was called. Got down to a heavy 10. It looks, it's a heavy 10 at the moment, and I think there's rain until it clears up race day, but yeah, you expect a heavy track. Starting off in race 7. It's the Group 2 McCafe Sprint. It's over a 1,000 metres. What have you got in the race? Um, I've found this race pretty hard to circle a certain sort of horse here. So I've actually just gone all chips in on Asfora, the number 11. Mm. It's got Jai McNeil on board. It's only carrying 53 kilos. And before last start, its form was sensational. So I'm sort of going off previous form there. Last start, pretty a pretty tough run, I believe. So I've just gone with that. All chips in on that. Hopefully they can get the job done over maybe, I think, Dragonstone will be up there, but I still think S4 is a better better sort of horse. And, yeah, it's ran a real good time last start and finished off really quality in, in the last 600 metres. So be interesting to see how that runs again. Obviously, tough competition. Could have picked a few, but that was sort of one that was sticking out for me. So, yeah, I'm all chips in on S4. Yeah, I'm in the same race, but I'm not going S4. S4, as you mentioned, did have an unlucky run, and I was on him that start, so I was a little bit spewing. But I went the other one, Ashford Street. That was first up at the Valley. It was only 9.55, had horror luck, same as Asfora, copped a check, never got a clear run. He ended up running fourth, so he did finish better than Asfora, but he did probably get, he got out compared to Asfora was stuck behind. I went my, I went Ashford Street because he's proven on a heavy track, he's two from two, and they carry the same weight here. Last start he had to carry 4.4 kilos more. So that's the way I went. He's about, he's $10, $3 a play, so I'm going 34 of the win, 65 of the place there on Ashford Street. And Skips just chips in on Asfora. Race 8, we've got the Group 2 Tristaki Stakes. 7 furlongs, and it's an interesting race. With the f majority of the field having limited opportunities on the heavy track. So I found it pretty tough. So when I found it tough, I had to go back to my girl. I'm trusting her. Jay Carr, she's going to get the business done for me, I reckon. Aboard Pride of Jenny. She's probably one of the few that loves the wet track. She's only missed the money twice in 7 starts. And those two misses have been recent. She was 7, 4.3 lengths off 3 back in the Group 3 WW Cochran. That featured a couple of her rivals, but she was first up of 40 plus weeks. So 
tough ask. And then last year, in this exact same race, she ran, she was 4.1 lengths off. I think it was about 6th or 5th, but the winner was Colette, who at that time was one of the best wet trackers going around. So I've gone all in on Pride of Jenny. I'm just hoping she doesn't miss the start like last start, where she was forced to settle midfield, eventually finish 1.6 back, because she's drawn wide, so you can't afford to miss it. And she's a much better horse when she's out front, particularly leading, but she may not lead here, obviously, coming from wide. But there you go, all in for me, Pride of Jenny. What do you got? Yeah, I've got two plays in this race here. I've actually given Chain of Lightning another crack here. Uh, obviously, was unbeaten before the last start, and yeah, it cost me a few multis last uh, start and had coming a third. So I'm sort of back on that. Obviously, like you said, it was tough to sort of find a bit of form for the heavy ground, but yeah, that's pretty much it's unbeaten on a soft, and it's had one start in the heavy, and it didn't really get an ideal run. So I've gone $50 on that, and my other play is the same as you, Pride of Jenny as well. Jamie Carr probably got me over the line there, and plus having a win in the wet really helps too. So, And, yeah, the distance suits obviously drew the barrier 15, which probably, as a leader, probably doesn't really matter, to be honest. So, no, I'm pretty keen on both of them. Sort of tough sort of race again. Nothing really stuck out for me, no certainties or anything. So, yeah, I've just sort of played it pretty simple. We're just going 58 on both of those sort of horses. Hopefully one of them can get up for us. Was going to have a little play at Barb Raider, but without the without it running in the wet before, or it's one had one start in the heavy and it wasn't impressive at all. So I'm just leaving that. I was going to put that in, but if it somehow got out to maybe a soft or a, if it was a good track, I probably would have had a little each way bet on that. But no, nah, just sticking with the two, the two uh, Pride of Jenny and Chain of Lightning. There you go, myself and Skip on one of the same there, but he's sort of. Hedged his bet with Chain of Lightning, who was a winning machine before last start. Went down, unfortunately, for yourself and a few other boys I know. Move on to the feature down south, race nine, the Group 1 Caulfield Cup, over the 2400. Big 18-horse field with two emergencies and obviously scratchings may come into play being on a heavy track. Who did you decide on in the race? I've got two plays in this one again, and I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Deweyas. I'm going to have a $50 win, uh, a $20 win. On Deweyas and a fifty dollars to place. I did see it tr- uh, have a trot the other day, and it looked pretty impressive. So I think two thousand four hundred meters definitely suits it. You know, it ran at I think two thousand meters last start, and it just wasn't too good. It just couldn't get going. But I think the longer distance, the better the horse goes. So I think that will get up. But then I'm also having a play on Smoke and Romans. I think Jamie Carr's on board again. I believe. Yes, that's correct. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I've just sort of had a play on her, just a thirty dollars to win. I think that's probably the class horse. Was looking at Beno, but no, sticking with uh, Smoke and Romans and Deweyas and repaying the faith, and hopefully that can get a win for me after not having the best form as of late. Yeah, myself. Ideally, in this race, I would have loved to have like five or six bets, but obviously that's not possible. It's that open for me. But I kept coming back to the favourite. You've already mentioned it, Smoking Romans. I just couldn't... He's probably the only one in the field that didn't have too much... He didn't really have a chink in the armour, I should say, compared to the rest. I always thought there was something wrong. He's back-to-back wins. He took out the Group 1 Turnbull last start. That was against a few of the rivals. Again, he meets here. And then the previous start before that, he won the Group 3 Naturalism on a heavy 8. I know it's probably it's probably going to be a heavy 10 more like it, but... He's got a bit of heavy form. He maps beautifully from five. There's not a whole lot of speed looking at them. Speed maps. Knight's Order will probably lead, and outside that, I don't know. Maybe something out wide will push forward just because it doesn't want to get lost in the mid. So I think Jamie Carr, she's going to stalk the lead on him. 
He does lose Ethan Brown, who's been on, I think, all this prep, or the last two starts at least, but that was more because of the weight. He couldn't get down to 51 and a, 51 and a half kilos. So Jamie Carr on. She's rode him previously. Last prep rode him to two listed victories. So I'm tips in on Smoke and Romans. Not going to bother there. Easy, simple. So 100 for me. Caulfield done and dusted. Hopefully it clears up race day and we can get a full, full day of racing there. Move up to... As I said, our neck of the woods, Ramwick, Everest Day, how good. Track, it's going to be, oh, I think it's a heavy eight at the moment. It should hopefully push into the soft, it should most definitely push into the soft range because there's very little rain predicted outside tomorrow, I believe. I doubt we'll get to a good track, but you can dream. So hopefully, I've done all the form for like a soft six, kind of possibly soft seven, but we'll start off race five. The Kosciuszko, it's Country Racing's answer to the Everest. 14 horses get selected, but instead of these rich owners who pay millions to get a slot, these are just everyday Aussies who win slots by buying tickets in the tab straw. So they just organise it, they pick their best horse. It's a tricky race, three of the past winners are in the race, including the favourite who won two years ago, but he's under a bit of an injured cloud, it's me. I went away from him, my main play for the race is far too easy. First up ran 1.3 lengths off It's Me when they were both resuming, but second up bolted in over 1,100 by 3.3, despite racing and chasing down along in the worst part of the track. That run was about four weeks ago. He's been given a trial in between to sort of maintain that fitness and three from three on a soft track. I've also got another couple little plays. I've gone Anathol. He's also third up, placed first up before contesting the Group 2 shorts last start, and he produced the best last 600, which was clocked at 31.21, and that featured six of the seven runners above him. He finished eighth then, sorry. So six of the seven runners who finished ahead of him are contesting the Everest. He doesn't want it too wet, so I'm hoping for a dry track, but he's my other one, and then I've got another one, a third play. This is only a little, having a small win play on La Melody. Drawn out wide, but if she can cross under the lightweight, I think she can run a race. Was dominant last start in a class three, scoring by close to three lengths. So my three plays are far too easy, sixty-five bucks, twenty-five on Anathol, and ten bucks on the Melody. What about yourself? Yeah, another sort of tough race to uh, pick here, but I've stuck with it's me. I've gone forty dollars on it's me. I saw what James McDonald did the other day, getting I think it was Grand Pomery home, and it just sort of inspired me to back it's me in this race. I just I feel like if he he can ride an eleven out of ten and get it home. So I've got with that. Obviously, you said it was under a bit of a injury cloud, but my other play as well was one of your ones too. Far too easy. Pretty impressed with it last start, and yeah, before that, it's been sort of always up there. It's never really ran a bad race. So hopefully, one of those two can get out, and yeah, it looks like we're still going to get a pretty wet track. So hopefully, both of them can make up enough ground to sort of chase them down. There you go. We'll go race eight. It was last week, unfortunately got postponed, the Silver Eagles went to be on last week, they only got to race 6, so I got moved to, obviously this card, to bolster a stack card already. I was very confident on Lavish Girl last week each way, I'm not quite as bullish this time around, but I'm still going to have a little something on her, if you want to hear why, go listen to last week. She's, um, so I'm going $30 just to win there, she's at a place price, but I, the my other bet in the race is Startantes. I really like the look of her. Last start in the Group 2 Golden Pendant, finished 3.8 lengths back, but never really got clear and was moving pretty well in the pack before running up rumps with about 250 to go and then 
just untested in the line. Jockey didn't even bother from there. Won't be as far back this start from Barrier 2, and I'm hoping Damien Lane can avoid a bit of traffic issues because he has has drawn inside in Barrier 2. Hopefully positive, but hopefully doesn't get trapped in. So I've gone 70 start on days. I'm going 30 on Lavish Girl just in case she wins because I'll be spilling if I'm not on her. What about you? Who are you playing? I, I've got two completely different bets to what I had last week, actually. I think just the way the sort of track ran last week, I've decided to change it up and obviously different barrier draw. So my first play is I'm sticking with Mr. M- oh, I'm not sticking with that, but I'm changing to Mr. Mozart. Obviously, it's it's been in pretty good form. I know last start wasn't great. It's drew the barrier one, which does worry me getting out. But if it does get out and does lead, I think it'll be pretty hard to catch down and sort of track it because it could get a pretty good uh, rail run. So I'm going with that, $60 in that. And my other play is, I think you were on it last week, James McDonald again, drew a wide barrier, but Espiona, giving it another crack. I just, yeah, a few things he said last week sort of just, yeah, got me over the line to change it. And I'm pretty keen to see how it runs because before this last couple of starts, it was a quality horse. So real keen on that. And, yeah, my main play, though, is Mr. Mozart. I think it might be just a touch too quick early on and be tough to chase down. Yeah, espionage, not a bad. I was on that last week, but with the track playing, I don't think it was any chance. Probably a chance this week, depending on how the track's going. But we'll move on to the feature of the feature, at least in New South Wales. Obviously, the big race, the Everest, world's richest race on turf. Nature Strip, the best sprinter in the world, obviously headlines it. He's on a bit of a drift, but after drawing the car park, I know you're a big fan. You staying loyal, are we? Yeah, I'm staying loyal. I know he drew the car park, but I honestly think it'd work better for him, to be honest. We saw what he did last start, and it wasn't really ideal, uh, an ideal run for him. Like he, he wasn't leading, and he just sort of stormed home. So I think it doesn't matter where he jumps from. He's too classy for him. Anything else to add, or you just simply just effect, just uh, like all in? Yeah, I'm going chips in on Nature Strip. I don't mind. I was having a look at Lost and Running and also um, I think I was looking at Giga Kick as well. Just one of those young sort of horses. You never know. It hasn't lost yet. So who knows what could happen. Maybe a little each way better on a couple of them. But yeah, I think Nature Strip would be too good and too quality for it. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's tough to go past Nature Strip. Best runner in the world. Returned in the shorts and beat most of the main chances here by a length and a half. And that was coming off his trip trip over to the UK where he won at Ascot. Plus Chris Waller, he knows how to get him up for the grand final. At the price, however, I thought I'd tip a bit of value. Try try and land him maybe a place. So I landed on Private Eye. Had a couple trials before heading down south to Flemington, to the Flemington Strait for the Group 2 Gilguy. And he was a class above there. Sat at the rear, rear, pulled out and put two lengths on him. Four wins from five starts at this distance. Little bit concerned with Barrier 3 because he does like to go back, but I'm hoping Joey Pride sort of just lets Brendan Abdullah sort of be positive, maybe settle midfield a bit more forward than he does. So I'm going 30 the win, 70 the place. Ideally, Strip wins, Private Eye runs second for the boys, but if Private Eye wins, that wouldn't be the worst result either. But do you have any, what's your, you've already talked about it a little bit, but what's your little trifecta maybe for the race? Uh, trifecta, I'll go Nature Strip. Lost and running, Eduardo. Actually, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go that. And then um, if I was doing a first four, I'd put Giga Kick in there as well. Yeah, not bad. I said more one would probably be Stroop, Lost and Running. I'm going to leave the old boy Eduardo out. I just wasn't happy with his last start when I was on him. 
So I'm going Stoop, Lost and Running. I'm going to have Mask Crusader just because of last year. I know he's not he's not racing the best recently, but he's got that X factor about him. And then obviously I've got to chuck in my selection, Private Eye. So that would be my trifactor slash first four. Bit of value, maybe ingratiating. I was on him last week. He almost got there for me. Unfortunately, your tip poor Laley got up, but he's not a bad little shout. Obviously, Godolphin pick him as their best runner. But yeah, good luck in that race. Hopefully, you find plenty of winners on the card, but we'll move around the country. You can start us off. What do you got around? Our first bet I like is race four, Caulfield, Foxy Cleopatra. Uh, ran a good race the other week at Mooney Valley, and yeah, I was drew a tough sort of barrier again, but yeah, I don't know if you saw it run the other week, it just blew him out of the park, it didn't have a real ideal run either, so it's actually, um, Laurie Daly owns a part of the horse too, he's got a per- percent in it, so yeah, he said he's pretty keen on it, he goes, obviously the barrier's not ideal, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that runs, it's paid about 420, so pretty good value there for it, especially after its last start. I've got race 10, Eagle Farm, Sweet Margaret May. Um, ran a really, really good race last start as well at short odds, and I think it will do the same again. Um, yeah, obviously in better company this start, but paying about $3.20. Hopefully that can get over the line as well. And then, obviously, another one in Randwick, race 3, Cascadian. We all know how quality that horse is. I think conditions suit perfect for it. But, yeah, probably one to add to the multis. It's, oh, it's gone to $1.60 already, so... Yeah, maybe maybe multi that up with Nature Strip, cascading into Nature Strip. You might get a little bit of value there. Two quality horses, so yeah, they're my around the grounds. Um, nothing really else yet, but yeah, hopefully a big day of racing, especially at uh, at Randwick. Uh, PJ Merce, is he going to come out of retirement after last week's horror tip? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I think he's staying away from it this week. He um he might have on game day. He doesn't mind a tip game day, but yeah, they just. <laughs> They're just not pulling together. I don't know where he's getting them from and out of the blue, but uh, yeah, I think I think he just needs to stick to his guns and just just pick something that he that he knows. Yeah, it was a bit devastating. He went against my tip as well. I had something in that race, ended up winning, but I was a bit disappointed when PJ went against me. But myself, I'm going Ascot race two, prize pursuit. Draws awkwardly, but I'm hoping Brad Rewilla can make it work as he shoots for three wins on the trot. Race 4, Lexington City. Good debut campaign, two wins and two placings from four starts. Resumes, won his only trial and should lead comfortably, hopefully hold on. And then race 8, Titan Blinders. I don't mind the each way appeal of this boy. I think he's about 18, 19 bucks. No luck the last two starts in the straight. Hopefully shouldn't have that issue here, settling, settling in the first couple pairs from Barrier 5. That's, I think that's in the feature over there as well, so not a bad little each way. Eagle Farm, race 5, Boom Court. Faced a rival, Susea, last start, and did get done in a photo, but now gets a little three and a half kilo swing at the weights. And the other main chance there, he hasn't gone to the distance before, so I like like that there. Race six, Stellar Magic. First up off a pretty handy winning trial. Last seen in the listed race over 1,200. This is 1,000. That 1,200 race, he finished 3.3 lengths off in six, but he was behind some handy gallopers. I think one was ingratiating... The other was Etheric, which ran earlier in a... I think might have run in the, the shorts, but he's drawn the rail. He's going to be handy. He's three wins and three placing from seven starts at this trip. And then my last couple at Morpeville. Race two, Ichi ba- Bansar. Crossed and almost held on last start at the same trip when second. There was a big gap to third, almost five lengths. Did go down narrowly to a rival two back, but gets a weight swing now to hopefully reverse that result. 
And then race 8, Cala Dream. I think this will be my best bet of the day. First up off a winning trial, contested the listed Lightning Stakes last start before the spell, and was a length second to Extremely Lucky, who started $19 in a Group 1 Moyer, and he also beat home a couple handy ones in behind, who I am Bene was one, there was another one, another couple as well. So that's Group Form, and this is a Phillies and Mare Benchmark 68 race, and he's drawn beautifully in two, so that will probably be my best bet of the day. But that... That's all my work done. Skip's done. Enjoy the races on the weekend. Hopefully you find plenty of winners. Myself, I'll be at Randwick. Skip's going to be out and about, getting pissed on the party bus into town. Hopefully after a big day of the races, no doubt. Yeah, hopefully a huge day leading into a big night. So that's always the way to go, especially after a big day in the punt. You know, you always you have to you have to pretty much go pretty hard on the on the source after a big win on the punt. So. Hopefully a few of these horses pull through for the listeners and ourselves as well. And yeah, if you see Kibbs at, uh, at the races, don't, don't be afraid to give him a bit. Give him a bit of stick, a bit of banter. Please, not when I have that plenty of winners. I'll be asking for autographs. But we'll oh, I hope so. Oh, 100%. I'll be the next day though, for sure. Get me on Sky Racing. Yeah, they might, they might put us on after a few decent performances. Should have got in his ear. I, th- I think he's still doing Sky Racing, I believe. Yeah, I think he still does. He's just not giving out his free tips anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, which is a shame, because like, he used to go right every now and then. Yeah, I think, don't yeah. think he's gone too bad. I'm, I think he's up about 19 units. I wouldn't mind getting in those areas, but wraps up this week. We'll see you next week for more spring racing, fantastic racing, gamble responsibly, back plenty of winners, and most importantly, enjoy some quality racing. Yeah.